Flex and Frooms on Kada. Welcome to the potty. It's Flex and Frooms as always. This episode is so good. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. I personally love when we dive a little bit deeper into stuff. And also this affirms the point um, that I made when we even started this show mm. that people assume we're quite similar because we've ended up in a similar place. Um, and while our aspiration is like, you know, similar-ish, our approach is very different and our why is very different. Mm. Like mm. we've ended up here, very different reasons. And we get into that uh, quite deeply. We don't reach a conclusion because 10 minutes is never enough to, but no. there's enough juice in there that you can take that topic and chuck it in your own group chats and see what you believe in. So uh, we're going to talk about if you'd rather be successful or happy. No, special, special or happy. Or happy. It's not very special of you to stuff it up. That is special. I I rarely make mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we also touch on a moral dilemma of whether you want to get paid a million dollars to be an egg for a year. It sounds silly, but it's actually quite deep. It'll make you think. It makes you think. I think it could be depressing because what about if you don't have anyone to take care of you? That's a big one. I don't want to put that bad I think that's the hardest part of the question whether or not you can you, you know someone who'll take care of you as opposed to whether or not you want to just like tap out for a year and lose consciousness. It's never that simple. Anyway, let's get into it. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. I have been getting into a new TV show. Mm-hmm. It's an old TV show. Mm-hmm. It's called Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Which surprises me so much. Why? I just didn't think you'd watch it. You know what? And it's not about you. I think it's more about the show. Ah, uh, how so? I think it's just the format of the show. There are so many seasons, so many episodes. And I think that the people I know who watch the Kardashians are super fans who are really, really interested in being up to date with what's happening as it's happening. And I'm pretty involved in the Kardashians as well, but even I'm like too much. I don't think think I need to know the intricacies of how things go down. I'm happy to see like the headline article. But what do you mm. like about it? Yeah, because that's the thing. For the longest time, I was just looking at them on social media, never following Not for any shade reason, just dabbling. You're a ghost follower. I'm a ghost follower. Go through phases like once every month. I get, I need my little like dirty news, bad for you feed. I'm going on the Daily Mail for a long time. Going on the Kardashian. Having a look at some Australian influences that I liked when I was 15 kind of vibes. No name dropping? Nah. But not good for the mental health, that type of thing, you know, oh. in a K-hole. Makes you feel bad about yourself. So I'm trying. But I was just bored the other day looking on Netflix and I saw they have the Kardashians season five to season 10. This is prime time. Kylie and Kendall are like 13 and 15. Oh, wow. Super, super young. I feel like this is the time when the Kardashians turned from kind of like not small town America, but like they're still in their regular homes in Calabasas. Calabasas? (laughs) And, um, yeah, the girls are still really young and the Kardashians kind of look like what they originally looked like. Like there hasn't been that much surgery, et cetera. I was watching the episodes where Kim Kardashian tests if her butt's real. She, like, goes and gets an X-ray. Have you not seen that? What? Yeah. So and did the X-ray say it was real? Yeah. Ha! So this time around like 2011-ish where all these kind of like uh, magazine articles were coming out about how her ass isn't real. Obviously because it's quite rotund. She's quite a rotund bottom. That's a great bottom. word. And yeah, her and Courtney went and got scans because Courtney has fake tatars. So they showed what it looks like when it's fake and they showed Kim Kardashian's bum and it's all fat. That is such a setup, though. That's doing that's testing in bad faith, because 
Courtney's breast would be silicon and Kim's butt was a fat transfer. Why would her own fat show up in an x-ray? Was it a fat transfer? Yeah. How do you know that? It's a BBL. Wait. You don't do silicon butt implants anymore because they don't settle very well. And then you end up seeing the line of demarcation between the end of the silicon shape and the side of your butt. Because with the way that gravity is working, the silicon implant kind of like sits below that your butt ridge. Yeah. So it's fat transfer. Oh, okay. Now I feel jibbed. Yeah. But essentially what I deduced from watching those episodes is that if you want a little bit of like a throwback to 2011, 2015 culture, which you know I love, the Kardashians is a wonderful way in because all the fashion, all the things they talk Mm. about are so that time. And I remember watching it back when I was younger and then returning to it. You have a completely different read on it. But the most interesting thing that I found was that in probably season six, Kim Kardashian was doing a like – chemist signing like she was at the most random chemist doing a meet and greet a rinky dink a rinky dink (laughs) bloody meet and greet and that just made me realize yes it confirms our idea that you need to be cringe to be successful yes doing a sit down meet and greet at a goddamn chemist Mm -hmm. is probably the most cringe thing you could ever do and there wasn't fanfare Mm. There wasn't paparazzi. Which goes, uh, I think that aligns neatly with the point that I'm trying to make uh, or I'm still mulling over what it is, but there's something about traditional celebrities that will withstand the test of time because they're willing to do what new celebrities don't want to do. New celebrities don't want to be cringe. They don't want to do the small shows, the small stages, the things that seem beneath them because it's really easy to have your worth inflated when you get a bunch of views or follows or whatever. But traditional celebrities recognise that you have to do that bottom of the barrel stuff to get by. And also the thing with the Kardashians that we have to talk about this at length at some point, but just for now, I want to say that we should all pay attention to how they use that TV show as one long advertisement. They are just so good at morphing the storylines to suit whatever they're selling at the time. Yeah, so if you want to have a bit of a throwback, if you want to have a look at what culture, because they are on the precipice of culture, whether or not we like it or not. Absolutely, I love it. I think originally they were more following trends, now they create trends. And I think it's interesting to see that demarcation per season. That's hot. You're listening to Flex and Frooms on Cater. Question for you, Flexi. Yeah. Would you prefer to be happy or special? Happy. Interesting would have thought the complete different answer yeah because i it would have been a different answer before but you know we're gonna get into that because i need a picky brain but basically the other day i was listening to a podcast it's called the imperfects it's an australian podcast created by ryan shelton one of my favorite all-time comedians and writers he's like the blueprint of funny australian comedy and he does it with this guy called hugh van seilenberg from the resilience project which basically like teaches people how to be resilient that's sick yeah it's really cool i love every single episode that they do anyway this one was with glenn robbins the guy who played Played Kel Day Night in Kath and Kim. Not familiar, but. Russell Coit. He's like Russell Coit. See, I'm not going to do other ones because I know that you don't know anything yeah. that he's done. That's okay. Which is fine. <laughs> I always find it so interesting that you have this whole of knowledge where I know everything about it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. 
So they were talking to old mate all about like his acting and comedy career and they were talking about um, imposter syndrome and being vulnerable and basically Ryan brought up this thing that he'd heard which was this really incredible accomplished businesswoman was talking to someone and basically she was asked the question, would you rather be happy or special? Because this woman is like out of the park, one in a thousand, really, really good at her job. Doesn't sound like a lot, one in a thousand. <laughs> You know, one in a hundred thousand. She's like a big, big we boss. We can't even do one in a million. <laughs> I'm being realistic. <laughs> She's all right. She's all right. <laughs> and basically she was asked a question, yeah, would you prefer to be special or happy? Mm. And she's got a family, like, doesn't spend enough time with them, blah, blah, blah. Turns out she still would prefer to be special mm. above, you know, the things that are ostensibly bring you happiness, like family. And it got me thinking – who else in this world would prefer to be special over happy? So I put a poll on my Instagram and here are the results. Because off the dome, I could imagine more people would prefer to be happy than special. Because in this day and age, happiness, sustained happiness feels less attainable. Do you think so? Yeah, I think you can fake being special for a little while. It's so easy to niche down these days that you can be perceived as special when you aren't. But you can't really fake happiness for very long. Some would even say happiness is not a state. It's mm. rather a fleeting moment. But anyway, ask my audience and 81% of people would prefer to be happy. Oof. 19% said special, mm-hmm. which I don't think is true. I think people are under inflating how much they desire to be special. But here are some of – I asked people to elaborate. This is what people have said. I asked people who would prefer to be special. They said – They want that because of success and bettering myself. Selfishly, I think about being better than most others. Someone else said, recognition from multiple areas of my life. I definitely conflate this with happiness. Someone said, I can't picture happiness without success. I think theoretically I want to be special, but actually I want to be happy. Other people said it about work, like I want to be the go-to person at work, feeling appreciated and celebrated. I need that in the workplace. And other people talked about, I think in part it's related to giftedness and being recognised and seen. And a lot of people thought it was due to childhood, Mm -hmm. either being uh, the middle child or being told that you are gifted or special. That gifted and talented syndrome. Mm. And another one that I thought was really interesting was someone saying, I think people are lying saying they don't want to be special. That's big. No, that's not what the question asked though. I know. Well, they're just riffing. This is Mr. Projecty. And they said big Aussie culture slash talk. Poppy syndrome. Correlation does not equal causation. Tell that that to this person. Can I elaborate on my answer? I already feel special. So, like, if you're telling me what what would I rather than happy, I'm not not valuing my specialness because I am. It's like if you asked me, would you rather have Maccas or Hungry Jacks, I'm going to want what I don't have frequently because I already have access to what I have access to. It's not that enticing. So the question is, would you rather be special or happy? I said happy uh, because I already feel special. Why do you feel special? Because I am. Talk to me through. The definition of special, and I quote, better, greater, or otherwise different from what is usual. I'm already special. What areas of your life are you special? Literally everyone. Okay. Um, and I also, like, I'm not <laughs> comparing I need, I need I need specific examples for people. Well, I think when I'm saying special, it's in my, like, immediate world. Like, I don't know what's happening in Lithuania. 
I don't know what's happening in Portugal, so I can't speak for that. But in terms of my network, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm better, greater or special. And you're happy to freely admit that to everybody. Yeah. What? Because it's it's like it's not quantifiable. Being special is not something you can quantify. It's you know what I mean? Like special is not a numerical thing. It's like I'm not saying that I am two percent smarter than everybody else. Like I cannot quantify that. So in my delusion, yeah, I'm special. So you think it's a delusion? I think in my delusion, I'm special. I don't know how anyone else is quantifying what special is for them. Do you know what I'm saying? I think so. Like, for example, if the question was, would you rather be perceived as pretty or smart, right? You're not here being like, well, I'm 65% pretty and you're 80% pretty, therefore. You're just like, it's a vibe. I feel pretty. I've been told I'm pretty, therefore I feel pretty. It is what it is. I think with this one, you're asking me to put a measurable value on what cannot be measured, Mm. Well, let's say you have to pick one, happiness or being special. So let's say in this universe, Flex is really special. There's no really, there's no one like Flex in the media landscape in Australia. She does all these things. She makes T-shirts. Got this Hassan T-shirt on I didn't make this one. Oh, you didn't? Uh I know. I wish. Mm, Not as special as you thought you were. But there's another Flex in the alternate universe who is the happiest, most content person possible shouldn't necessarily have much special about her mm-hmm. to the I guess yeah something with this is we need to define who is deciding what's special well we are I think that's what makes the question interesting like as soon as you try and broaden it to like will other people validate if I'm special or happy the point is moot so us internally to ourselves yeah or us me and flex and frooms to everybody else you to yourself oh well then like everybody thinks they're special that's the point But how closely does your inner reality align with your outer reality? Like, I think I'm special and I've done enough special things. I'm not grasping at straws. But let's say someone is like a surgeon who has saved 100 people's lives. Mm -hmm. They might not necessarily think that you're special. But who cares? Like, what's this surgeon got to do with me? Mm. Like, what's some random person who's done something that's even more special got to do with me in well, my then, reality? Oh, okay, because we're just Because you're trying about to create this, like, omnipotent measuring system where, like, everybody in the world can be in this one ranking, one definition of special. And it's like, well, how are you going to know? Well, I think it's because a lot of people base how they feel. A lot of people are you. Oh, you do this to me every time. Because <laughs> you do this every I'm time. Saying, I'm saying a lot of people because in my research of people yeah. that DM me, the vast majority were saying feeling special is external validation. There's a little bit of internal, but mostly it's external. Yeah. I can relate to that. And that's, and that's what I said. In, for me, it's external and internal. I so feel let's special, say the external, I do special things. Let's say the external gets taken away. Yeah. So you feel happier more than you feel special. I would rather be more happy than special. Being special is really isolating. Interesting. Okay, that's the kind of answer I was hoping for. Oh. <laughs> trying to Not you trying to lead fight me. <laughs> Leave no, your horse to I water. I think that there's a lot of value being special, but that value comes from a very superficial place and that's neither here nor there. But Wait, did I, you say successful or special? Superficial. But before that, did you say success is superficial or specialness is superficial? I was affirming what you were saying about how a lot of specialness is superficial and external. Yes. 
But if I had to choose, I would rather be happy because a lot of me seeking out specialness is to attain some kind of happiness. Yes, totally. So I would just rather like bypass the middleman and just be happy. Imagine me just twirling outside being like, grapes, ah, have the best time. Just like cackling all day. That'd be amazing. This is Flex and Frooms on Cater. For the last, I think it'd be coming up to three months now, every week we've discussed some kind of way to get rich, not just for ourselves. We are scouring the internet for the tricks of the trade and then disseminating the information to you. And it's been fantastic so far. There's been a theme of bodily fluids selling spit and bath water, farts. It's all quite gross, but it's making people multimillionaires. So I'm not one to judge. You can't hate mm. from outside the club. <sighs> can't now, get in. I've been trying to find a balance of how often I look at news and news sources, especially local versus international news. I used to bog myself down trying to be really aware of what's happening globally. Mm. I'm like, I just got to stick with locally and every now and then, I'll do my Bloomberg's, my CNBC, see what's popping off. A couple of weeks ago, I came across this headline and you would think it came from The Onion, but it didn't. Listen to this. Geico, an insurance company, was ordered to pay $5.2 million, that's USD, to a woman who contracted an STI during sex in an insured vehicle. Now, off the dome, I'm trying to do the maths, like... Do I contact the insurance company? <laughs> is it my ins- is it my car? Is it my what's going on? Is it the doctor? Huh? Is the doctor calling? Oh, on this behalf a- of you. Yeah. Serving the papers. And it's like, what did the car do to you? <laughs> so <laughs> tell me more. Let me here it is. So it says that Geico's been ordered to pay $5.2 million in damages to a woman who contracted a sexually transmitted disease in the insured vehicle of her then boyfriend. It says that the Missouri Court of Appeals published an opinion in favor of the woman who alleged that she contracted HPV during a sexual encounter in the insured vehicle in 2017. So HPV can be spread through direct sexual contact or and cause like warts on the genitals and stuff. But this is the thing. They're saying that the insured, so the boyfriend, negligently caused or contributed to this girl getting HPV by not taking proper precautions and neglecting to inform her of the diagnosis, right? So the girl that got the HPV said that she checked her boyfriend's car insurance policy and that it covered injuries and losses. So she's claiming that the damages associated with contracting HPV should be covered by his insurer because it happened in the car. I said, sis, come be my lawyer. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> How would you One even... thing about me, I don't read in the fine print. Maybe I should. Do you reckon she was a lawyer? Perhaps. Yeah. That seems crafty. For sure. I'm so impressed. And this definitely happened. Yeah, this is on USA Today. Oh, I don't know if that's a very good source. Why not? Give me Al Jazeera and then I'll believe it. I don't know about that. I'm just here not writing about this. <laughs> they <laughs> should be. not like Daily Mail. I'm giving you something. <laughs> anyway, she then filed the motion with the trial court that ruled in her favour and confirmed the judgment of $5.2 million in damages for past and future medical expenses as well as past and future mental and physical pain and suffering. Get it? Amen. That is incredible. I'm so happy for her. Also, if there's a hierarchy of sexually transmitted infections... Mm-hmm. 
HPV is very low level. Yeah, so what Majority you're saying is that you've got a more hectic that. one, get more money. If you happen to contract something in an insured vehicle, look at the fine print. Maybe COVID. Ooh. You get yourself a little bout of long COVID? You're sitting on your ass for the rest sick. of your life. <laughs> <laughs> this is Flex and Frooms on Cater. This TikToker, Blazy underscore Mosa, posted this hypothetical scenario and I was like, I can... I can I can steal this. I can do something with that. Anyway, ponder this, please. Mm-hmm. Might want to close your eyes. Maybe that'll help. Think about if you were given an opportunity, a million dollars to be an egg for a year. You don't feel the time passing. You don't have a consciousness. You're just an egg. Then you wake up a year later with the money, feeling like no time has passed, right? But the only catch is if the egg breaks, you die. <laughs> You get to choose one person to look after you in egg form. However, if the person you choose breaks the egg, they get the money. So would you do it and who would you choose to guard your egg? Oof. Is it like a boiled egg? You know, you're just like a regular from the chicken's womb. Okay. I wouldn't do it because money isn't a main motivator for me. Five million. I wouldn't do it. I don't think you give me any amount of money to do it a billion no what am i going to do with a billion dollars i just want a house a million might get me a house or at least a deposit towards a house that i want but at what in cost Sydney? <laughs> <laughs> a different eastern state <laughs> but alas would i do it no but if you forced me to do it and it was for five million i would of course give myself to my mum she's a nurse she takes care of people oh. for a living and therefore i think she would quite easily make sure that I don't break but I don't that's really sweet shout out to mum mm, god bless you Heather but yeah mum's I... name is Heather what do you mean you've never said this before what do you think it was Heather, Heather. very Holy much Christ. Heather and Liz are our mums and it's yeah. very much of that era I would say for sure gorge but I am in a stage in my life maybe two years ago he said oh you get to be not conscious for a year <laughs> might have said yes <laughs> The million dollars is simply a bonus. But We're no. talking lockdown. <laughs> yeah, true. Me out. 2020. No, what about you? The thing is, I believe in witchcraft. So my concern is that if you turn me into an egg, I might not come back all there. You know what I mean? Like this sounds too good to be true. The fact you can just turn me into an egg but turn me back. What happens to my insides? Where's my heart go? If we're imagining ourselves in a hypothetical land, be an egg for a year, no time has passed for you, um, you wake up with the coin, I think I might do it. Has time passed for everyone else? Yeah. See, people have moved on. Yeah, but the thing is, I'm trying to be rich, not famous. So give me the billy, knock me out, wake me up, and I'm letting Sully look after me. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, she's got good caretaker energy and she'd really take it seriously. Are you giving her some of the million though? Of course. Okay, 50-50? I'm the one who was knocked out into oh. egg. <laughs> no, I reckon she's going to break you unless it's 50-50. Nah, she's good. She gets a cut. And for those who don't know who Sully is, Sully is my best friend, soulmate. We've known each other for 10 years. We used to work in retail together. Oh, wait, maybe I wouldn't do it because if I got dropped, I'd die. And I really don't want to die. This is what I mean. You've got to trust Sully. Sully gives me clumsy energy. She is clumsy. Mm. We'll come back to it. <laughs> okay. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to the Flex and Frooms Catch-Up Podcast. For more, tune in to Cater on DAB or check it out right here on iHeartRadio.